Ozark Highlands Radio is brought to you by the Ozark Folk Center State Park in Mountain View, Arkansas, a wonderful way to enjoy yesterday. On the web at OzarkFolkCenter.com. Howdy, folks. This is Dave Smith, host of Ozark Highlands Radio. Welcome to our show. This week, we'll be hearing music from some young folks who are taking old-time music to a whole new level, Hoot and Holler and the Ozark Banjo Company. In addition, old-time and Ozark fiddle esthete Roy Pilgrim profiles the legendary Ozark fiddler Lon Jordan. But wait, there's more. Tune in in the next 15 minutes and you'll hear Mark Jones' special pick from the vault. All that this week on Ozark Highlands Radio. Hoot and Holler are comprised of guitarist Mark Kiliansky and fiddler Amy Alvey. Like our other performers this week, their partnership has roots at the Berklee College of Music in Boston, Massachusetts. Born from a love of American folk music, nurtured in Boston's burgeoning string band scene, and inspired by the authenticity and enduring spirit of traditional Appalachian mountain music, Hoot and Holler hit the road full-time in 2016 while living in their camper van, Irene. Let's listen to a set of fine tunes from Hoot and Holler. Mistaken, 
rooted in old time and bluegrass music, but we both started playing folk music in our 20s, so there was a whole lot of stuff we were exposed to before that that comes out in some way or another in what we're playing. You know, we have some songs that might be kind of jazzier or funkier or, you know, taking something from rock music, um, but it's fiddle and guitar mostly, or fiddle and banjo, or two guitars, acoustic guitars. So, you know, I mean, the instrumentation in itself is something that lends itself more to folk kind of sounds. So, and and there's definitely blues in there. I love Delta Blues and Chicago Blues, so we got some of that kind of stuff. And yeah, it takes from a lot of places, but I think the fundamental influences are bluegrass and old time.
I don't actually have any musicians in the family. <clears throat> I just kind of fell in love with like pop music when I was 12, stuff on the radio, and eventually picked up guitar, and I was really into angsty rock music, because that's kind of how you feel when you're 13 years old and, you know, going through all the changes you're going through. And so I, it just really spoke to me and I identified with that kind of music. And once I started playing music and playing with bands, you know, I found good friends and good communities of people and kind of became a more peaceful person and got into more peaceful music. I did a lot of stuff, did a lot, got into jazz, uh, ended up going to Berkeley and then discovered bluegrass music there with the Roots Music program not quite being there yet, but on its way. And so there were a lot of good uh, fiddle players and good banjo players. Lucas Poole started a couple years after me. Uh, Andy Reiner's an awesome fiddle player who was kind of getting a lot of people into fiddle music when I started at Berkeley. And with influences of them and other people, I got super into it.
fact, being from Orange County, California, at least when I was growing up, there wasn't any folk or bluegrass music or any fiddle teachers that I had even heard of. In fact, we were really lucky to have a nice public school program for music. I started out just playing classical in orchestras. I never had a private teacher, though, until I got to Berkeley. I auditioned supposing that I would be a classical musician. I hadn't really thought about it. I just knew I loved playing. And the first time I heard old-time music was in my first year. The, there's an old-time ensemble, and I heard them give their recital. And there's something about it that just felt good. Everyone looked like they were having fun, and... That really solidified that I, I needed to play it. I needed to learn all of it that I could. So it wasn't until my second year at Berkeley that I really started playing old time and, and exploring bluegrass. I did a little thumbing in Virginia. Lord, it was a real good time. Raised hell in Leesburg and rambled on a Winchester to see the ghost of Patsy Cline. My first ride gave me a hit of ganja, the second got me high on God. We walked around a bend and I found a couple friends and they got me there in no time at all. And there's coffee in the morning, whiskey in the evenings, tobacco in the middle of the day. Laughing in the sunshine, crying in the nighttime, trying to sing my blues away. I met a down under girl in West Virginia, the sweetest girl that ever could be. And a goddess from Detroit came along and stole my heart And I made a big old fool of me I was driving up to Boston, Massachusetts Leaving Galax, Virginia behind My liver prayed for mercy and my heart was even worse Cause he was busted up and broke down and crying And his coffee in the morning, whiskey in the evening Tobacco in the middle of the day Laughing in the sunshine Crying in the nighttime Trying to sing my blues So 
sunshine Crying in the night time Trying to sing my blues away And there's coffee in the morning Whiskey in the evening Tobacco in the middle of the day Laughing in the sunshine Crying in the night time Trying to sing my blues away Thank you. When it comes to songwriting, Gillian Walsh is, is my example. So I really try and take a page from her book without directly copying her. And um, recently I've been listening to a lot more of mountain musicians like, you know, Roscoe Holcomb or Ola Bell Reed. But it's, it's a funny thing, you know, not being born in the Appalachian Mountains. In fact, being born nowhere near it. So I look up to them as mentors, but I always want to make sure that I'm staying true to myself. I always want to make sure that even though I'm drawing influence from those musicians, and I always want to make sure that I'm, that I'm sounding like myself and not trying to be someone else. Yeah, because, I mean, a tradition especially in the, the folk tradition. I mean, it needs room to grow. It needs room to breathe. We can't play this song the same way every time because I feel like it needs to change and, and explore different sounds in order to continue to thrive. great tunes from Berkeley School of Music grads Mark Kiliansky and Amy Alvey. We heard Columbus Stockade Blues, The Fox Hunt, a very old and much parodied Jordan is a Hard Road to Travel, Coffee in the Morning, and Kumquat Katie with a capital K. When we come back after this short break, it'll be time to head down to the vault for my weekly visit with our musical archivist Mark Jones. This is Ozark Highlands Radio. Well, it's come to that time in the show when I like to go down and visit with Mark Jones down in the vault here at the Folk Center. Let's go down today and see what's going on with Mark. Hey, Mark, good to see you. Good to see you, Dave. Well, How are you? I'm good. How's life treating you? Doing pretty good. Well, good. You found any good old-time music for us? Oh, Dave, I run across this, and it's just two of my 
favorite people. One is Dean Hinesley playing guitar. And then, you know Walter Gosser? I remember Walter Gosser very well. Good old Walter. Walter played guitar also and just does a fine job on uh, Jimmy Brown, the newsboy. Well, that's a good old song, too. Would you like to hear it? Let's play it. We got two things we do, and some, when we're going to do Jimmy Brown the Newsboy, he picks the other one, so don't be surprised if he picks the wrong tune. That's great. It's nice to hear Walter again. Walter's, Walter's been gone for a long time now. He passed on, oh, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. I remember him very well. He w weighed about 110 pounds soaking wet. You remember he, that? Yeah, he was. His banjo weighed about as much as he did, as I, I recall. I think so. Now, people would confuse us as being twins, <laughs> but we had a lot of fun yeah. picking together. Well, thanks a lot, Mark. Good to hear Walter Gosser again. Good. Thank you, Dave. A few years ago, we thought we had lost local banjo prodigy Lucas Poole when he left for Boston to study at the prestigious Berklee School of Music. We're proud to say that he's back 
with a degree in music and also with his fiancée, Eden Foreman, another Berkeley graduate and also a wonderful old-time and Celtic fiddle player. They set up a workshop here in Mountain View and are making high-quality banjos that are in demand everywhere. Here's a recording of a set of tunes they did on our stage last summer under the name of their business, the Ozark Banjo Company. Not long after, um, my dad, you know, um, they bought me a banjo because, you know, it's always when you live in Mountain View, it's like, what are you going to play? And uh, one day I broke out and I said, um, I want to learn the banjo. And I was very upset because uh, I didn't want people to tease me. So they told me, well, just just play it good and they won't tease you. So I, I practiced and, um, and they still tease you no matter what. Uh, at no point did people stop teasing for playing the banjo, but yeah, it was great. Um, I started learning from my dad, and then they had the Music Roots program that started off about half a year later, and I started taking from that, and they were teaching me sort of the same tunes my dad was teaching, which is great. So I was getting in the schools, and I was getting it from my dad, and um, Music Roots was a great support. Yeah, that's exactly next thing you know. That was it. Because I never, I wasn't thinking about it. I wasn't preparing for it. I just liked playing Tunes on the Square, and I had no clue what I was going to do. Um, 
I was a little lost. And one day my parents came to me and said, you know, you really should get a college education. You should go do something, get other experiences, you know, go anywhere, whatever, whatever you want to do. Um, but they knew I wanted to play music. And they said, you know, you can get a degree in banjo from somewhere or a music degree. And um, they didn't say where, they just said it exists. So I, I Googled banjo college and there was about three answers. And uh, I checked them both out and Berkeley was at the top of my list to visit. It was in Boston, it was in the north. My sister went to Bates in Maine, so I had visited up that way before. And um, it was definitely one of the better schools for my instrument. And we visited it and I fell in love with that town and the, the music there, the diversity of music. There's a lot of music I had never heard here or grew up with. Um, so I thought it'd be a great place to learn. huge for me because um, it, it absolutely changed changed everything and, and, and putting me in different environments that I wasn't comfortable with and also just there's so many different kinds of people there and um, beliefs on music to every part of life and you know at first you you see music that's not what you're used to or something and you want to rebel a bit, that's not what you're used to, it's not right. But then you grow to accept it, and then you grow to appreciate all of the different sounds that are there. 
and it's um, it was really good. And and uh, if you're open to these different things musically, you'll uh, you'll pick something up from everyone, and and really grow. And I think the one thing I learned from college is um, sort of the tools, the language that uh, language, some of the basic language ideas of music and language and tools to help me keep learning. And that's something I wanted to teach this week to a lot of the kids are tools that they can take and apply to everything to keep learning and going on and expanding. So. used to this place and I'm kind of used to Boston at this point but you bring someone from who's never been here never been to this part of the country who's in the music scene and they see how open people are to let them just come in and jam and hang out and everyone in the community John was amazed our fiddle player this week that uh, all of the kids knew how to jam they knew what jamming was they sort of knew the basics of it whereas um, you know, he's like I just taught at a fiddle camp and 
they had never jammed in their life. They'd been sitting in their living room playing alone. They had no clue. I thought it was going to be working with way more basic, but they have a real natural idea because it's ingrained in this area. And, um, yeah, Mountain View's a special place because even when I go up to North Carolina, it's, you know, music's different in every place. I find that bluegrass here is very uh, traditional, and they want it to be traditional. The old-time music is very open to anyone to join, and bluegrass has, you know, everyone has their role, and it's open, but, you know, you should be polite and get invited or ask. Uh, I find, you know, you go to a different part of the country, and an old-time jam might be a little more clickish. But I grew up here, and it was very, very open, and that's what I like about this town. listening to a set of tunes by Lucas Poole and Eden Foreman, otherwise known as the Ozark Banjo Company. Lucas and Eden started that with Happy Hollow, followed by the Westphalia Waltz, a song by the late John Hartford, Tall Buildings, Cherokee Trail, and we faded out with a good old Arkansas tune, Fort Smith. After a break, we'll start our new series on legendary Ozark fiddlers, hosted by Roy Pilgrim, who fiddles for an Arkansas string band called the Ozark Highballers. You're listening to Ozark Highlands Radio. folks come on in and take a seat you paid for the whole thing but you'll only need the edge 
This is Fine Fiddlers of the Ozarks, and I'm your host, Roy Pilgrim. We're going to listen to and discuss some of the greatest fiddlers to ever pull a horsehair across a catgut throughout the hills and hollers of the Ozarks. This week, we'll talk about the life and music of a man named Lon Jordan. Let's start this segment with Lon's tune, Wake Up Jacob and Let's Go a Huntin'. Lon was born sometime around 1886 and lived in Farmington, Arkansas, just west of Fayetteville in Washington County, a place where the rugged Boston Mountains to the southeast give way to a gentler landscape made up of wide valleys, long ridges, fertile bottomlands, crisscrossed by many creeks and rivers, such as Goose Creek, Owl Creek, and the Illinois River. Let's hear another piece of music. This one's called Granny Will Your Dog Bite. In 1941, Vance Randolph, a folklorist at the University of Arkansas, made 41 field recordings of Lon Jordan from the Library of Congress. Here's an excerpt from these recordings. This is Lon Jordan playing a tune he called Fever River. Lon played at square dances and fiddle contests throughout Arkansas, Oklahoma, and Texas. He claimed to know over a hundred fiddle tunes. It is also rumored that he traveled far and wide playing with circuses and other vaudeville-type traveling shows. We'll close this segment with a fine piece called The Bluebird Waltz. Let's get back to a few more tunes by this week's featured couple, Hoot and Holler. You can be sure that as we listen to them, they're out there somewhere rattling down the road in their old camper van, Irene, 
on their way to another gig to play their wonderful traditional music and original songs. on the road we've we've been really lucky to do it for as long as we have i mean we've been full-time living out of this van essentially luckily we've also had people to stay with along the way and i think it's been really wonderful because we get to see parts of the country that we never would have been able to um, when we went up to vancouver this past january that was my first time up there and so it's it's been really fun. We, we're looking to slow down in this next year just because it, it gets tiresome. Yeah, I'd speak to a lot of the same things, you know. Being I've wanted to be on the road ever since I was like 14 years old. And <clears throat> before we started touring, I had never been to Arkansas. I had never been to the desert out in the West Coast. I had never seen the desert. And seeing that for the first time was amazing. And it's been great to see so many landscapes and so many people. And after doing it for a year, I'm ready to not be doing it full time anymore. And like really looking forward to being somewhere and being part of a community. Day on a starry, steamy evening in July, 
In the sweet September sunshine Or the pale October moonlight I will find my lover by and by By and by, oh by and by I will find my lover by and by In the sweet September sunshine Or the pale October moonlight I will find my lover by and by Certainly different ways to look at it. I mean, what we think of as folk music, you know, traditional art forms from different cultures, you know, once these cultures are bridged, then those old forms begin to disintegrate mm -hmm. over the course of time. You know, because we have recordings, they'll still exist as long as we have those recordings. But of course, as the world changes, things are going to change. Um, I think what folk music is can change. I mean, there are, there are songs that the whole country and the whole world knows. And in the future, maybe Beyonce is going to be known as folk music of Earth. <laughs> and I mean, this is getting kind of heady and kind of sci-fi, but like if, if we were like in touch with different cultures from different planets, then Earth would be a culture that had its own folk music and traditions and other, other planets and other worlds would be places that have their own. I don't know. It's kind of cool to think about that. <laughs> Grandma on a clear sunny day The gunman was 10,000 miles away My mama and papa work hard to get by But it's hard to work hard when there's fear in the sky I used to play in the streets without worry or strife Now I hide in my house and I pray for my life When the clouds roll in, all my cares disappear And I wonder, dear God, why, oh why are we living in fear? I pray and I pray that the sky will be gray. I pray that the sun never shines. If the sky becomes clear, for my life I will fear. The blue sky ain't no friend of Soar through the sky for my country and kin Now I sit in a bunker and I stare at a screen I fight with a joystick twelve hours a day My enemy is ten thousand miles away I take down the bad guys and go home to 
wife. Toss the pigskin with Junior. Thank God for my life. I hit the bottle each night, but I take home my pay. And I wonder, dear God, why, oh why, are we fighting this way? I think folk music comes from a specific time and place. So, yeah, pop music, it's the same almost everywhere, you know. You can, it's a formula. Whereas I think folk music is such a natural part of our human state. And so it's capturing our specific community and time and place. So the 60s folk revival, I mean, that was a specific time and place. And and even the political songs that either of us are writing is never going to be that. And that's why I think we were both talking about sincerity is so important because it's all about capturing a time and a place. And we can't pretend like we're coal miners from the 1880s, you know, because we're not that. It's a much more articulate answer than mine. Yeah, I'm killing this I interview. Agree. <laughs> I'll go with that one. Sipping a julep and a shoe in the moon Falling and a squalling on the seven seas I was riding on a dolphin I was shooting the breeze I've been working real hard and I need a vacay I think I'm gonna go away So it's goodbye to Boozy Susie It's goodbye to Betsy Brown It's fair the well to Daisy Duke To the world below I'm bound I'm going up to North Dakota or down to Mexico to anywhere that I can't be Victorious vacation, but a sticky situation brought my glorious good time to the ground. 
Betsy Brown. I said a good goodbye to Booze that Susie and it's goodbye to Betsy Brown. That was Berkeley College of Music alumni Mark Kiliansky and Amy Alvey, otherwise known as Hoot and Holler. Mark and Amy played Can I Get a Hoon Off Your Missus? I Will Find My Lover By and By, and a song that shows off their songwriting skills as well as their good harmony singing, Boozy Susie. This brings us to the end of our show for this week. Don't forget that you can find us anytime at OzarkHighlandsRadio.com to listen to past shows or to find out more about us. Until next week, this is Dave Smith. So long, everybody. Ozark Highlands Radio is produced by Jeff Glover. Executive producer is Darren Dorton. Additional support for this program comes from the Committee of 100, proudly supporting the Ozark Folk Center State Park since 1974. And by Arkansas State Parks, with 52 unique reasons to visit the natural state. More information online at ArkansasStateParks.com. For information on upcoming shows and events, we are on the web at OzarkHighlandsRadio.com. Until next time, I'm Donna Farrar.